Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to another episode of the Steelers Hangover. This is Behind the Steel Curtains, Dave Schofield, introducing to you your host for this week's episode, the Golden Larynx, Brian Anthony Davis! <laughs> Thank you once again. That's the first we've done this. We've done Renegade for the past few years. I kind of wish Dave would have sung it. I wanted to hear some Oh Mama coming out of Dave. Uh, <laughs> Hello, folks. Once again, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. Along with me, my good friend, Tony Defio from Behind the Steel Curtain. And also, we have Dave Schofield hanging out with us this evening as well. We are glad to hear from you now. For the last couple of years, you know the hangover as being on Blog Talk Radio and, uh, you know, opportunity to call in. So we're going to do it a little different now. And what we're doing is you have an opportunity to be on our chat line and go ahead and chat with us. And we do have a special feature on the chat line, too. If you go ahead and hit this, uh, the uh, super chat and you can pledge any amount of money that you wish. That's something that goes towards the show. It's an opportunity to go ahead and we'll put you in the front of the queue if you do have any questions. Um, with that being said, Tony, how are you doing this evening? Hey, Brian, I'm doing fantastic. I can't believe training camp's here and I can't believe we're uh, doing it, finally doing a hangover on, on video. So if you hated reading us, if you hated listening to us, now you get to hate seeing us. So yeah. I can't, I can't wait for the 2019 season to start. Well, Tony, you are our poster child because I have the face for radio. I always have. So, uh, Tony, we're gonna. Your this is gonna be the face of the show. You could be on T-shirts. I don't well, know. My mom said I'm saying. handsome, so she's unbiased. <laughs> yeah. and, and moms don't lie. Yeah, they don't uh, lie. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, with that being said, let us also welcome in Dave Schofield, who uh, said tonight that hey, I'm just here to be your Joey Fatone and get you started. Um, Dave really could have been in NSYNC. If you've seen his moves, if you've heard him sing, he is a fantastic singer. He would have been a great member of NSYNC. So, Dave, good evening. Brian, you better be careful or else I'm going to go bye-bye-bye. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> hey, I'm, yeah. I'm here to handle the technical aspects of things tonight, making sure everything's running smooth, and I'm just happy to kind of be along for the ride with you guys. All right. It's going to be May is what what uh timberlake would say but it's gonna be september soon and with that being said the pittsburgh steelers are going to be playing football officially in about five weeks so what we do on the hangover it's our chance to look back have a chance to sober up from what the steelers have done and so we're looking back on the past week um Four practices are in already in training camp. Five days of training camp since they've reported uh, to St. Vincent. And the overwhelming thing is that this camp already in 2019 looks years away from just 2018, 17, 16, with egos, with holdouts, with uh, you know crazy entrances. And the first thing that tells me that this is different, guys, would be the fact that Juju Smith-Schuster Smith shows up at camp. He's obviously the star of the team. He's the flair of the team. He's the big personality of the team. And he shows up almost anonymous. What does that tell you guys? Tony first. Well, it tells me about Juju is I think he's he's very serious about, about his new role. As you said, he's the star of the team now, and, and he's uh... – also the star of the offense, or at least they're hoping he is. I mean, he's he has some big shoes to fill. And with all the talk the last couple of years, all the complaints about, you know, team turmoil, the drama, you know, the me first attitude, for some of these guys, he's shown the world that, 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 that he's here to, to be a leader. I think above and beyond all the stuff you see off the field, the fun stuff that he does, which I love, everybody loves, but he's also here to work and, and, and to show everybody that, 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 that it's a, it's a new era in Steeler football. Dave Schofield, does this mean that Juju is captain material for the Steelers with this entrance? Ooh, captain material. I think he's captain in our hearts. I'm not sure yet that he's captain in the locker room because he's just a kid. I mean, he's just a kid out there having fun, but he's a kid that gets it. I mean, he just gets it. I don't know if he's 
just super duper smart or if he's surrounded himself with really smart people. Either way, they get how it should be. He's the one getting it done. And I don't know if he's Captain Material yet because of all of the, the, the veterans, like the Roethlisberger, Pouncey, DeCastro, guys like that in the locker room. But he's that guy that he's going to go into that role someday. So here's a here's something here. Looking at the live chat, Andy Shoop, Andy Shoop says, Juju is a modern-day Muhammad Ali, young and shaking up the world. I like that. That's a... Uh, that's kind of a good a good way to explain juju um also greg wakefield says it tells me i'm glad i've got a juju jersey for um christmas last year and steelers fan 19 says heck yes he is captain material well you know we already have the captain which is ben roethlisberger but having a guy like this and having an entrance like this from juju tells me he's ready to go to work and distance himself from any type of diva equivalents to Mr. Big Chest. And uh, someone mentioned that uh, him coming in like that, those were shots at Mr. Third and Fifth. So, um, and we're, I, apparently Dave let me know that I'm not allowed to say uh, Mr. Big Chest name anymore. Um, or is he like Voldemort, he who shall not be named? Um, but anyways, you've got a guy over in Northern California coming in in a hot air balloon. And that's got to be perfect, guys. If anybody's full of hot air, it's number 84. And coming in like that, once again, shows you that it's all about ego. It's all about me. And then Juju coming in like that is all about team. And I think he's really trying to distance himself. So I love to see it. Um, when I first read the article that Juju and Eli Rogers make big entrances, well, Juju didn't make a big entrance, but he did by just sneaking in the side door. Now, Eli Rogers, on the other hand, a guy fighting for maybe the sixth position, is uh, comes in in a, a dump truck or a construction truck or whatever that was. Tony, what were your thoughts when you saw that? I'm not going to lie. I, I thought it was funny. I thought it was actually kind of inspirational, but but you know, it's not it's not the best thing for him to do, being that his, his spot on the roster is quite tenuous, but I mean, you know, it, it is sending somewhat of a positive message that he's here to work. So from that aspect, I liked it. But I'm, I'm glad that that part of it was kind of underplayed by the whole team. I think that was a good look overall. Very good. Uh, Super Dave, what do you think? If you're going to do anything different, show that you're there to work. So I can give that one a pass. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think that's what he was going for. You know, I mean, I'm back and forth on it. Um, I agree with uh, Tony. It's entertaining. I agree, I agree more with Dave that it shows that you're more, more there to work. So, you know, I, we'll go with that. So, overall impressions of camp. Um, the headline for the show is, doesn't this camp feel different already? Uh, it feels worlds apart. And for me, I'm looking at a team that the Kumbaya is continuing. You know, it's not always going to continue when, if you have two-a-days, you have uh, anger in the heat. I remember way back 30 years ago when Hardy Nickerson is jacking up somebody in in camp and you've seen camp fights before. That's inevitable, but I think this team is more bonded than ever. So let me go back to you, Tony. What is your overall impression of five days and four practices so far? It just feels like a team, and, and I'm not the first person to say that. It just feels more like a team, like there, like there's, like the 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 weight of the world has been lifted off of, off of them. They don't have, they don't have that one major distraction, number eighty four there, you know, kind of have to tiptoe around him anymore. And I think it's brought them closer, and I think they're they're determined to to show the world that they're still a very good football team, even without the best receiver in the NFL. So I think team is what I think of right now. Dave, what's your overall impression? I thought Tony hit it pretty good there. That it's it really seems like a team. It seems like they're take that with all the interviews that you hear and everything. Each person's kind of taking the responsibility on themselves to get better in order to make the team better. And it it just feels. I think it feels different because I don't feel like you're getting as many 
token answers that you used to get from some players, if you know what I mean, about I'm just out here to go to work, I'm just out here to go to work, when you could tell that that's not really how they felt. You really feel like this is how this team, they're being honest and genuine with you. You know Juju is going to be genuine all the time. He can't be anything other than that. But I, I just get that feeling from everybody. All right. We've had some big news this week as well, and uh, that concerns contract situations. One contract that was signed for one year and another big administrative contract that uh, is only going to be year to year from now on. And I'm talking about Mike Tomlin getting his one year deal and Kevin Colbert saying that from now on, I'm only signing one year at a time. What kind of implications does that have? Not beyond 2019, but on 2019, Tony. Kevin Colbert, the, the, the Colbert signing. Um, I don't know. It's a good question because, you know, he's such a big part of their off season as far as uh, evaluating players and, and, and signing players and, and, and the draft and everything. It, it's, it's pretty big. If you don't know who your general manager is in 2020, I think that's pretty huge, but I don't think there's any, like, I've read some conspiracy theories. He, he wants to go to Carolina to be with the uh, the new owner there, that kind of thing. I, I don't. I, I take Kevin Colbert for his word. He's a pretty genuine guy. So I think it's about his age and the fact that maybe he wants to spend more time with his family. And he just wants to take his career year to year. But as far as implications for the Steelers, it could be a pretty big deal. He's been such a big part of this organization for 20 years. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. What about Tomlin, Tony? I, I didn't think it was, you know, a lot, a lot of people tried to say, you know, it, it, it's it's a sign that he's on the hot seat. If he was on the hot seat, I don't think they would have given him any extension. They would have waited until after this year. I think it's, you know, Ben Ben's contract's three years, his contract's three years. I think it makes perfect sense. And three years is a long time in the NFL. So I don't think people should be celebrating the ones who want Tomlin fired. I think they should, you know, take it for what it is, a three-year a three-year uh, contract. Dave Schofield. Now, uh, you have uh, some comments on uh, contracts expiring and uh, even could extend it some more. So could you go ahead with that? Yeah, I'm, first of all, with the whole Colbert thing, he does have two years left. So he is through through uh, through this season and through next season. Don't be surprised if he says he wants to do it year by year that he that he doesn't add on another year to where it's every two years, if that's what he wants to do. He is getting up there to to where he's been in the business long enough that he might want to retire before he gets too old. Some people don't want to work in the industry their entire life. So I could understand that. Um, it, could it be? Maybe. I don't know about all the conspiracy stuff. Now, when it comes to Mike Tomlin, I felt that the one-year extension – was kind of the middle of the road between the people that said, don't extend him yet, make him prove it this year, and people extend him, or if not, it's going to loom over the team all year. It's one year, so it doesn't, so it, it's not going to loom over the team. And since they always talk extension after, or whenever there's two years left, that's you're in the same boat next year, answering that question again. So it, it kind of almost is a show me year to where they talk about contract again, um, but yet you don't have to worry about it, um, something that's just constantly hanging over the team. Now, Dave, you had comments on other contracts expiring in 2021. Could you please elaborate on that? Oh, yes. Okay, I got you. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so there's one more. The, the big news that came out today, um, another contract that expires at the same time is that of one's one Heinz Field. The licensing contract uh, that Heinz has with the stadium that was a 20-year contract, so it runs through 2021. And the report today was that the, because of the way some of the things have changed, that uh, they're not going, they're not really interested in renewing their contract. So we could have a different stadium name after these next two seasons. A lot of people are speculating what it could be. Um, a lot of people are already just writing it off that it's going to be another UPMC. Uh, thing of that sort, but I, I want to know from other conspiracy theorists. Um, you think that uh, there's this has anything to do with since they signed this agreement that the Heinz Corporation was bought out by Kraft? 
No, you know what? I mean, that you know, that's a good thought, but when they signed this contract, it was for fifty-seven million, and it's way below, way below standards. And uh, it's all about the. Let me do my Manzel here. It's all about the cold hard moolah, frog skins, dead presidents, cash, whatever you want to call it. And that's basically the bottom line. I'm just going to say right now, and I know Tony's going to agree with me on this one. If you take away my ketchup bottles, I might riot. Tony, what do you think? Yeah, it's definitely going to be a big adjustment. I mean, uh, I guess it's inevitable in this business. They're always changing sponsors. You see it all around the country, but. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna feel weird. I, you know, I hope they leave the ketchup bottles up, but they're they're probably not going to, unfortunately. You know, maybe uh, dare I say, a couple of Hunts bottles. I don't know. It's probably a, it's probably <laughs> a, uh, I, I probably get kicked off the show for saying that, but but you never know. I mean, it's open. It's gonna be open to anybody if it if it does expire. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Hunt Stadium. Oh, oh. That, that would just be wrong. <laughs> Tony, that's your next column. I'm telling you, that is your next article. I am going to go ahead and ask for it right now. Um, I will hire you a security detail, though, if you go ahead and do that. Yeah, but that's that's what he does. Hey, we've got a great one online here. Um, A lot of you UMPCs, but Smitty753 has suggested Fred Rogers Stadium. And I would, we would just call it the neighborhood. Oh my God! Fred Rogers Stadium would be great. Wow. How would you love to go to the neighborhood to play? Wow! Taking taking the Clipper heading to the neighborhood to catch the game—that's a good one. That, <laughs> nice. that's, a, that's a great idea. Oh man! If only we could pull that off. I I love it. I I would love Fred Rogers Stadium. I would love Rooney Field. But you know, um, these days we have to have that sponsorship. So uh, that's the thing. And then Dave, you would have to get a new sign to travel from a galaxy far far away from so that would be something you would have to do see there it is you would have to get yeah. a new sign i still got a couple years that i can still uh work that one a little bit but uh honestly i would have to say the biggest thing is is i'm i'm one of the weird people in this universe that thinks ketchup is the most disgusting thing ever created next to mayonnaise so oh, yeah. so I'm, I'm whenever you know i love the ketchup bottles but i'm like boy i'm glad that's not real Oh, Dave, Dave. <laughs> I, I mean, cut his mic. That's that's you. You just can't say that. I'm the controversial one usually, and Tony's the controversial one. You're going after ketchup or catsup. You just can't do that. Um, Alan Crooks was hoping French's mustard gets the stadium. <laughs> I could go with that one. <laughs> that, would, that would be great. Um, love it. Uh, Keep on, keep on uh, throwing those comments up on the chat board. That's great. I love it. Um, also, uh, something to mention, we already have uh, Tennessee and Alabama checking in. Let us know where you're uh, checking in. But Logan DiLorenzo says, Dave, I used to love you. Um, that relationship is dead now. Wow. Um, Hot gosh, take. Why did you skip over Brandon Lee that agreed with me? <laughs> Oh, I, I didn't see that. Brandon, uh, the crow. Brandon Lee, the crow? I don't know. It says, I agree. Son I of Bruce Lee? <laughs> Bruce Lee's son, the crow, is already on our chat. That's uh, that's pretty good stuff there. Um, anyways, uh, we looks like we have Australia checking in, if, if wow. that's true. Uh, Mark Davison, that's pretty awesome. Uh uh, Sean the Don says Hawaii's team is Pittsburgh. We've got Warren Ohio. The Crow is from Warren Ohio. Um, he hates ketchup and he's from Ohio, but uh, he loves the Steelers, so that's that's pretty good stuff there too. Um, so with that being said, that's a pretty big topic. That's going to go on for a while. We're not going to know for a couple for a couple years on that. But uh, like you said earlier, lots of big contracts expiring in 2021. Another one is Ben Roethlisberger at the time. So. 2021 might be big change, but yeah. keep in mind, 2021 might be a lockout year too. Um, that is the year that the contract expires for the NFL as well and the Players Association. So we might be uh, we might be complaining about a lot more than <laughs> just um, ketchup bottles in the end zone 
in Pittsburgh. Uh, Memphis in the house, too. Alan Crooks gets the sweats from ketchup. <laughs> I mean, I've heard of the meat sweats <laughs> on Thanksgiving. Joey from Friends talked about the meat sweats. Uh, I've never heard about the ketchup sweats, but that's great. Mike Rankin. Mike Rankin, born and raised in Johnstown, PA, always have been a Steeler fan. Mike Rankin, I'm Richland High School, class of 89. I'm a Johnstown guy myself. Pitt Johnstown as well. So uh, you're my new favorite commenter. I love it. Got to find out. You got to go ahead and put it on there um, as well. Let me know uh, what high school you went to as well. I'd love to see that. But it's great to see another Johnstowner. I, I, John Stan in the house. Mm -hmm. um, we do have super chat here. Um, we're going to have to save this for a little bit. Um, but uh, Leo Reaver the third went ahead. Well, let's throw it out now. Why not? Worst season, Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown? Tony, what do you think? I'm going to go with Bell. I think you know he's he's going to get beat up behind that line. So I'm gonna, I'm thinking he's going to have a. Uh, I wish your Brown's going to gonna find a way to get his targets at least early on. They're going to try to find a way to get him the ball since he's such a big part of the franchise now. So I'm going to go with Le'Veon as having the, the uh, worst year. Brown, to me, Brown looks like he's going to have a monster season. I really think he is. Um, I'm hoping not, but I think he is. Dave, what do you think? I'm pulling a Brian Anthony Davis. I'm going to pass. Ah. Um, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You know why? Because they're not Steelers. Ooh, and I'm like not going to be the whole. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to be like I don't. I, I don't want to be the creepy, the, the the guy you know creeping on his ex girlfriend on Facebook, wanting to know what's going on with her. I, I don't need to look up how about Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. I mean, <laughs> I'd like. I need to know just enough of them to get by in Fanduel, and that's enough. But when it comes to Steelers stuff. Don't care. All I care about is James Conner and Juju Smith-Schuster, who I think will both have better years. All right, guys. Kansas in the house. Dayton, Ohio in the house. Syracuse, New York. Um, also, uh, Louisiana checking in. So I, I kind of love it. Um, ketchup is good on eggs, says Ryan O'Toole. Helps you forget you're eating something that fell out of a chicken's butt. I mean, I, I've never thought of it that way, but I love it. And uh, heard back from Mark Rankin. He's a Richland Ram, just like me. And I'm not talking about Richland in Pittsburgh. I'm talking Johnstown's Richland High School, red and blue, baby. Gotta love it. We're 15 years apart, it looks like there. But so nice to see. Anytime I see uh, Richland High or Johnstown show up, you gotta love it. Jacksonville in the house as well. So, guys. We're talking about training camp looking different. One thing that doesn't change is you have those bubble guys. You have those surprises. You have uh, undrafted free agents. You have guys that you don't expect to really be showing up, but they're fighting for jobs. And who is your number one guy right now that has really impressed you after four practices? Tony, I'm going to start with you. Well, he's not necessarily a bubble guy, but he's somebody who impressed last preseason. Then he got hurt and he missed most of 2018. That's Ola Adeni. From everything you've heard about him so far through the first week of camp, he's he looked like a beast. He looks unstoppable, you know. And it's hard to evaluate in that setting, but you know, from when people say he has a great uh, skill set as far as uh, rushing the passer. So, I mean, I'm excited. It, it, it's unlikely that he'll he'll be able to. Uh, steal a, a starting job from from bud certainly not tj watt but you know bud's making nine million this year so uh but if he can work work into that rotation at outside linebacker that's he might be a uh a nice little diamond in the rough in uh, 2019. david what do you think about ola or my no, who's your guy well jump in on ola go ahead and then give me your guy no no i'll just yeah well, because, well, I'm not going to steal your guy because I know who yours is. Um, and I think Tony is spot on. I, that Ola is who I would have picked if I was just, if I had my own choice, but I told you guys to pick first. Um, I think he's now made my mind a little bit more at ease about the depth at that position. I was very concerned before. I think he's going to push Anthony Chicolo for playing time. Now for myself, Who's impressed so far for me? I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna take a 
cop-out answer because it depends on the situation. You can switch them in. I think the wide receivers have a, as a whole have really shined at, at different times. Juju has been an absolute beast. I didn't hear any big reports from him today, um, but it just might have been because it's my daughter's birthday, so I spent a lot of time with her. So I didn't, I wasn't as on top of everything as I had been the first three days, but he was just tearing up those first three days. Then you hear about long passes to Moncrief. I know he came off briefly today with a, with a finger, could have even been a dislocation, but popped back in. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but, but then the, the report was he came back. He's had some big catches. And I know that um, Deontay Johnson started off a little bit rough the first day or two, but uh, they've been super impressed with his footwork and, uh, and, and James Washington, not that he's out there lighting the world on fire, but he's definitely, they say that you could definitely see improvement from this year to last year. So I'm going to go with kind of that big group of wide receivers. Oh, and I can't forget um, who uh, Deontay Spencer. Is that his name? Thank you. He's yep, even good. flashed a time. So, so you know, we could even be talking about guys flashing in camp that aren't going to make it, but the wide receivers as a whole – Maybe it's just because there's so many of them, but someone's coming out, and I'm, I'm telling you, if the first week of practice is any indication, then sign me up for a whole bunch of juju. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, Tony concurs as well. Um, there's some guys that agree with you. Logan DiLorenzo agrees. Brandon Lee thinks that uh, Ola, Ola is going to be starting by the end of the year. So um, that's that's a hot take from him. Um, you know, the guy that I love, and we've seen some people mentioning here on, uh, on the chat, I love Cameron Kelly. And Dave knows this. Dave will back me up on this. I have been calling him my, uh, my sleeper since about June. Is that correct, Dave? Uh, yes, you have. The only thing that you haven't been calling correctly was exactly where they were going to use it. <laughs> exactly. Because no one knew because when he was playing in the AAF, he played basically about anywhere in the secondary. So the mm -hmm. question was, was he a safety? Was he a corner? And that's the only thing you got wrong about him so far is you thought they might put him in a corner. Nah, he's right there at safety right now. Yeah, and he's also been playing slot corner in camp as well, but I thought of him as a 6-2 corner, and I was salivating at that. This guy had three interceptions, one return for a touchdown, and one game in week five um, against Salt Lake. And he also had one more interception in an abbreviated year. I think, what did they play, seven games, eight games, if they were lucky, and he had four picks. That's... Uh, that's good stuff. Um, so I'm loving some of these guys as well, but Cameron Kelly is the guy that I'm really watching. He has really taken a step to going ahead and getting an opportunity to make this team. Sean Davis has a finger injury. Um, he, is, uh, he hasn't been around a lot in camp, so Cameron Kelly is taking a lot of reps at safety, So and with first team, that is good stuff there. So they're are going to be a lot of opportunities for guys that you don't know that will be household names in a couple weeks leading up to uh, cut down day. So a lot of guys to be excited about. Now, who do we need to worry about? And the reason I'm, I'm asking that is not worrying about play-wise. Um, who do we need to worry about as far as injury-wise? We just talked about Cameron Kelly getting reps. Ola's getting a lot of reps because... TJ Watt's not playing. Do we need to worry about this? these guys? How serious is this? And Dante Moncrief is another guy. How serious is this stuff? I'm going to start with you, Dave. Well, first of all, with TJ Watt, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, let's just say this. If the Steelers, if week one was this coming weekend, TJ Watt would, would be on the practice field. That's just the kind of injury it is. But there's no reason to push it this early in the season. Uh, he missed some time kind of the same way last year. I'm not, not overly concerned because this is the time where you've got so many guys because you've got all 90 that that just, that just gives you the opportunity for somebody else to get some work in. Tony? Uh, well, I think you have to worry about Moncrief a little bit. As far, you know, I saw the picture of his dislocated finger today and and you know we saw what happened with uh sammy coach a few years ago with his uh finger issues so 
that could be a mild concern, but it's so early in camp that it, it, it's probably not going to be that big of a deal. And, and I agree, TJ Watt. I think you, you know what you have in him. I think that's just a precaution. And like Dave said, a reason, just a, a way to get other guys more reps in the early part of training camp. You know, he, he's going to be ready for the regular season. He, he Like Mike Thomas said a couple years ago, he's a one-rep learner. So I, I'm not worried about uh, TJ Watt at all. Okay, here's a guy we have not mentioned whatsoever, and he is said to be having a very good camp so far, and that is Artie Burns. So, Artie Burns right now is saying that he is going ahead and trying to be that third corner, not slot corner, but that next man up. He wants to be the next guy in. He's already conceding the the starting spot, which is inevitable with Joe Hayden there and uh, with Steven Nelson on the other side. My question to you is, do you feel comfortable in just four days with him being the next man up, especially with the possibility for in- to injury for a guy like Joe Hayden or something happening with Steven Nelson? Tony, I start with you. I love the guy. I love, I love his attitude and his, his work ethic, but do I feel comfortable based on last year? No, not right now. However, you know, I used to feel the same way about William Gay and he turned himself into a really good corner. So, um, uh, you know, it, it, it's early, but it, it is encouraging, you know, I mean, you know, I think a lot of his issues are mental, you know, just like Chris Boswell. So, uh, he he definitely has a good shot of being that number three guy because you look at their their depth chart at, at cornerback. I mean, other than Cam Sutton, I mean, really, uh, what what do you have as far as a backup? And Mike Hilton's a slot corner. He's essentially a starter. So, you know, and they gave the eight hundred thousand dollar roster bonus to start camp. So, I don't think that that's not a big chunk, relatively speaking. But I I don't think they would have given that to him if they thought he was gonna be cut. So. Uh, I'm not comfortable right now, but uh, I, I can't wait to see how he does in the preseason. I think I'll feel more comfortable if he performs well, you know, in, in, in August football. Dave, Artie Burns is playing for his football life. $800,000 uh, is a pretty big deal right now. Do you think that even matters? Um, how soon will it be, and what does this guy need to do to make this team and not be traded i don't think the money matters with that i think that was something that was going to come around anyway he's got to earn the spot he really does uh the reports are that he's having a good camp my question is compared to what <laughs> are you comparing him to camps in the past because he's had good camps before or are you comparing him to his regular season play last year because anything could have been better than some of that i mean he came in for one play in a, in a game and gave up a two-point conversion which was a really key play um because he he really did com- lose all confidence last year and and we saw this in the past that he even he doesn't even have the confidence issues in the preseason that he plays well. The problem is when it comes to to when it really counts. So the problem is I'm really sketchy with this. He could come out there and intercept every, every ball coming at him, and I'm still not going to be sold on it. Okay, cornerback depth chart. Tony, we're going to start with you. We're going to, we're going to throw in the two easy ones, and then you need to go from there. So Joe Hayden? Steven Nelson, number three. I think right now it's Cam Sutton. I think it's his job to lose. I think it's, it's year number three. I think they're high on him. I think he, early reports are he's doing well in camp. So uh, I think uh, Cam Sutton's number three. Dave Schofield, where does Justin Lane fit in here, the rookie third-round pick from Michigan State? He's the guy that you could put him – at the very bottom and not even give him a helmet every week because I, I, the report I heard is that he's not doing bad. He just doesn't seem to be at the same level as everyone else because he's a rookie. He really needs to get up to speed. So they're not going to get rid of him. That's for sure. I just, I think he's going to be the guy that doesn't get a helmet early unless he really starts coming on strong through the preseason games. Okay. We're going to stick with corners here. There's a lot of sentiment and a lot of people impressed with Brian Allen's talent so far in this, his third training camp, I believe. Tony, where does Brian Allen fit in here? 
That's hard to say because I mean you really haven't seen much of them on the, you know as far as uh, the actual defense uh, over the first couple of years. I, I don't know. And weren't they talking about moving him to safety earlier? So the last depth, uh, depth chart I saw, he was listed as a safety. So I don't even know. You know, I I, I assume he can work in, uh, in both positions. So as of right now, I, I'd have to wait and see. I I don't really have a feel for him at all. Dave Schofield, talent level. Grade this talent level of the cornerbacks. And another guy we haven't even mentioned was Mike Hilton in there, too. He's more of a slot corner, but don't forget him. But go ahead and grade the talent level of and how they have been um, from now against past years. As an entire squad, whew, this, is, this is tough because, you know, Steven Nelson's still just coming in. He's not... He, he's he's kind of just a guy that, as you can see, he's picking everything up, making a play here or there, but he's not really coming out and shining. Problem is the wide receivers are playing so great, so it's really hard to tell what's going on with the corners versus wide receivers. I'm going to grade, I'm going to grade this team at a at, at a C plus on the verge of a B minus because I, I there's so many things that they still need to show. I'm ready to see them in action. I think the preseason games are really going to show us a lot with the corners. Tony Defio, do the same, please. I'm going to say, I'm going to agree with David, a D plus, or I'm sorry, D plus, uh, C plus. Um, you know, the, the, the pedigree is definitely uh, better than it was a few years ago, but you have, you know, Joe Hayden, a former, former number one pick, and then Steven Nelson's the big free agent signing. And, you know, Cam Sutton's a third round pick, Artie Burns, number one pick. Uh, Justin Lane. So I think the talent level or the talent's definitely there. It's just, can they put it all together? So I'm going to go with a C plus until further notice. Let's go back to the other side of the ball. Let's talk about that running back stable. We know James Conner is number one. Um, there is sentiment that he is going to still be the number one guy, but have maybe a few less carries not to run the wheels off him. Other people think that they're going to go ahead and just uh, Mike Tomlin's going to do his thing and just completely uh, deflate this running back and run him into the ground and then bring somebody back in, uh, bring the next guy up. Um, first of all, Tony, do you feel that's going to happen? And secondly, where do these backups, where do these other guys fit in? I'm talking Jalen Samuels. I'm talking Benny Snell Jr., who the reports are that he looks just amazing in camp right now. So, Tony? I think I don't think it's going to be like it was in years past. I think they've, they've talked about it enough. Kevin Colbert talked about how maybe they should – switch things up in that regard as far as running the wheels off like Tomlin famously said in 07 about Willie Parker. I think, you know, uh, James Conner, you know, provided he stays healthy, you know, from all reports, he looks phenomenal as far as his, his physique this year. I think he'll still get like 80, 85% of the carries, but I can definitely see um, uh, the other guys getting more work than they have in the past, meaning the backups. And as far as where they fit in, I mean, Jalen Samuels can do so much for you in so many different areas. I mean, he's so, he's so versatile, and he can almost be like the number two tight end in a pinch if they need him. So I think he's going to be uh, uh, the number two because of how he performed last year. But you said Benny Snell. He's, he's, looked, he's looked so good so far in, the pre, in, in training camp. Uh, I could definitely see him jumping up and taking that number two spot because I think they might need Jalen Samuels you know, to be another part of the offense meeting you know, uh, the passing game out of the backfield. And I think Benny Snell could be more of a traditional uh, running back as a backup. Dave Schofield, there's a gun to your head and you've got to put the kids college fund on one of these guys. Are you putting it on Benny Snow Jr. or Jalen Samuels? I think I'm actually going to go with Snell Jr. If you're going to do the gun to my head, just because in order to get a running back on the field, it was what kept James Conner from getting more carries his rookie year. It's what they were really concerned with with Jalen Samuels until he came around when Conner went down, and that is pass protection. So it all comes down to yesterday when they first – so I'll make sure we know when everyone's watching this or listening to this. On Sunday when they first got in pads and they went out there and did their famous backs on backers drill, they had Benny Snell Jr., 
out there more than anybody else. And the report was, as the first time doing it as a rookie, he did way better than either one of the other two did when they were doing it their first time. So you're starting with more of a pass blocker in him than you were with the other two guys. Um, so I think that's going to allow him to get himself onto the field. I personally do not think it matters who is listed as two or three on the depth chart when it comes to running back because they dress them all anyway. They always dress three and they might, it might really depend on the situation and the style of the defense are going against and what they want to do. Um, if they're wanting to do more dump off passes and things like that to running backs, then you're going to want Jalen Samuels. If you think you can just run it right up behind between Marquise Pouncey and David DeCastro and just bury somebody, then let's get more carries to Benny Snell Jr. I'm not, overly concerned about who's the two, who's the three, because I think they're both going to basically split the role. Okay, this just in from SB Nation and from behind the still curtain. Um, no way does the management uh, are in favor and advocate taking any of our podcast personalities, taking them to Vegas, putting a gun to their head, and making them bet their college funds. I have to put that disclaimer out there. And those views expressed by Brian Anthony Davis are not of Behind the Still Curtain and SB Nation, they're his and his alone. So there you go. Um, <laughs> but uh, so please don't kidnap Dave. We need him. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, with that being said, you guys watched the bowl game, Kentucky versus Penn State. Um, I don't even remember what the, was it the Outback Bowl. I don't know what it was. I it's completely it could be the toilet bowl for all that that matters i don't remember i just remember that game and uh rooting for penn state and seeing this guy number 26 just run them over and he was uh he was so impressive that day and here's a guy that had a lot to lose did not have to play in that ball game and said i don't care i mean I don't care about uh, the draft. I'm coming to play in this game. I'm not saving myself. What happens, happens. And he looked amazing. Tony, do you recall watching him or watching highlights of that game? Oh, I've seen it, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a pit guy, so I kind of thought that was pretty cool. No offense to, if you're a Penn State <laughs> fan. But, but, yeah, I mean, he definitely – he's not lacking in confidence. He's tenacious. And uh, Dave mentioned how well he did yesterday and back on backers. So, I mean – you never know what the future may bring, especially for at the running back position. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see him uh, play starting next week because, you know, he's going to be featured in preseason. Those kind of guys always are. So I'm, I'm looking forward to see, you know, what, what he can do and, 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 and how his running style translates into the, to the NFL. You know, I am a Pitt graduate as well, but um, from where I've been in this world, I support three teams now. I grew up an hour and a half away from State College, Morgantown, and Pitt. Even though I am a Pitt graduate, I root for all three because I am a UPJ graduate. Um, looks like Mike Rankin is too. Uh, he supports UPJ as well. Um, but I do root for all three. But, you know, if I had to pick, I'm a Pitt guy, especially in basketball, um, even more. But with that being said, guys, Training camp is only five days in, four days of practice. What do you foresee in the next week? Tony, what's going to be more clear in the next seven days? What's going to be more clear? Hmm. I think we're going to get a, 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 a better sense. We haven't talked about him that much, but a better sense of, of uh, who might be the number two quarterback, the backup. I think you know there's rumblings that, that uh, Mason Rudolph's already uh, – made great strides as far as uh, uh, securing his spot as uh, Ben's backup. So I think by the time uh, uh, next week rolls around, I think, you know, he's going to be considered maybe number two on a depth chart behind Josh Do or ahead of Josh Dobbs. I think that's, that that's uh, almost a foregone conclusion at this point. Dave, what do you foresee? I foresee things going really quickly, and we're going to see these Steelers on the field before we know it. I mean, think about it. They have a day off tomorrow. They turn around. They have Friday night lights Friday after a couple days of practice. They've got the family fest at Heinz Field Sunday, and then they're back to Heinz Field the next Friday for their first preseason game. 
there's not all that much time until we actually get to see them. That's that's what I'm looking forward to coming up here is we're starting to get into where this is going to be on the field, on camera. We're going to be watching it on NFL Network, and I can barely contain myself. Neither can I. I mean, this is exciting. I mean, this shows the hangover, and we're looking back. Right now, we're looking ahead um, of, uh, of future hangovers, and I'm going to – I, I foresee it being ha- a happy hangover. It's not one when you're like, you wake up and you're like, what did I do last night? Oh, you're like, yeah, I celebrated. And that's what I really feel with this team. So the answer to the question, yeah, this feels different. This feels different already. Um, I like what I see in this team on the field practicing. I like what I'm seeing off the field, especially, you know, Coming to camp, no one doing the Willie Mays Hayes, no one doing the Roger Dorn. If I could go, I mean, it's 30 years old. I love me some major league. I've got to throw them in as much as I possibly can. But I just love what I'm seeing from this team. I hope it continues. I really think it is. I mean, confidence level, Tony Defio. That this I think is it's different. A, go ahead. I think it's, 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 it's fairly high. I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they say, you know, you, they think character and they think, oh, that's, that's less talent. But they've drafted, they've, they've concentrated on, on, on picking a lot of high character guys in the draft over the last few years. And a lot of those guys are really good. James Conner, Juju, TJ Watt, et cetera. So, I mean, just because they lost AB and Bell does not mean that they don't have talent on this roster. They might not have AB, they might not have Bell, but a lot of teams didn't have those guys in recent years and they won Super Bowls. So, I'm 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 feeling pretty good, and I and 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 I'm like you. I'm excited for for uh, the new direction. Davy boy, confidence level. I'm ready to go. I'm my confidence is through the roof. But I'm such a fanboy. That's just how I am. I'm. I, they can beat anybody. Um, they can do. The sky's the limit all the time. And I don't even care. If we're dealing with backups, I have the confidence that it's going to get done until I. I think uh, we got some freezing from Dave there. I uh, All of a sudden, I can't hear his mic, but I can see him moving his head. Um, but uh, Dave, you're still there. Yeah, I'm still here. I was done. Oh, there we, oh, okay. All right. Well, with that being said, yeah, I, I'm feeling it. The guys in the live chat are feeling it. Uh, these guys are already hiring uh, Brandon Lee as the offensive coordinator, it looks like. Uh, um, Brandon feels that uh, this is a stairway to seven-year. Uh, Steelers fan 19 feels the same way. There's a lot of good uh, – Wow, there's a lot of a lot of uh, excitement out there. Uh, Kathy Ford, um, she just uh, pledged ten dollars to the show. Um, amazing, she just said tuition payment. Thanks, guys. And mm-hmm. uh, so uh, that's uh, I guess that's what we're taking to Vegas with us. But I'm going to say you. you don't have to put the gun to my head anymore. I just <laughs> yeah. got more towards the tuition payment. Yeah, Kathy, great friend of the show. Thank you so much for. Uh, for uh, doing that. Um, with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Well, um, you know what? We can't end it. I was just about to end this whole thing. Then Leo Reaver, the third, busted into his pockets, threw out $2. Will Ben throw for 5,000 yards ever again or 40 TDs? Tony? I don't think so, because I think I think they're going to concentrate more on being a balanced offense this year. I think that they they realized last year when it, when they when they uh, went away from the the running game, how, you know how disastrous that was for the end of the year. So I think it's going to be more like it was. You know he's still going to be a great quarterback, but five thousand yards. I don't think they're going to have to do that. I think they're they're going to try to be more uh, balanced uh, moving forward. Dave, does he have five grand and forty in him? Does he have it in him? If he had to, but I think Tony said one key phrase there. He's not going to have to do that again. I don't think if Ben has to to throw that many yards and that many touchdowns, then that means the Steelers aren't in the right position in these games. And I think they're going to be in better position with, with not just balance between run and pass, balance with offense and defensive quality. So 
he's not going to have to do it. Okay, Pinero 5, Peru, just uh, threw in somebody we have not mentioned the whole night. And I'm actually glad we didn't mention this guy. We're excited about him. But it's good news when we did not mention Devin Bush the entire show. And we have so much more to be excited about than our number one pick. That shows you how much we have to be excited about because everybody's excited about D. Bush 55. Everybody is. But if we didn't talk about him the whole night and we're just talking about him now, that's pretty good. What do you think, Tony? Yeah, I mean, you're hearing reports about how, how much faster the defense looks with a minute and how comfortable he looks calling plays. That They're trying to emphasize him calling plays, which tells me that they're planning on putting him in there as a starter sooner rather than later. So, yeah, the fact that we went the whole show without mentioning him is kind of amazing because I'm definitely excited about him. Well, guys, um, Rita R. Rose and Greg Wakefield are complimenting it being a great show. Um, I think at this point we uh, we don't go any further, so we don't ruin it because I'm the guy that stays way too long with the party and then completely crashes it. So at that point, guys, thank you so much. Tony? Oh, it was great talking with you guys. And next time we talk, we're going to be talking about a preseason game. We'll be previewing that. So I can't wait for that. And, uh, yes, uh, Logan DiLorenzo, Brian is definitely excited about Bush this year. Dave, before we go, we have some exciting things happening and behind the still curtain. Could you go ahead and uh, let me know what's going on and let our fans know what's going on? Yes, we uh, teased it a couple times over the last week that we have another giveaway that's going to be coming up. I announced it last Thursday that we are going to be giving away a signed David DeCastro football this season we are going to announce how what we're going to be doing with that giveaway this thursday night on the steelers preview so tune in or catch that uh wherever you listen to podcasts we will get the information of what we're going to do for this contest this one's going to be fun and this one's going to take a while but it's not going to be very difficult and there's there's an opportunity for a lot of people to get involved so uh check it out this thursday on the steelers preview well, that will be great. Uh, join myself, join Dave Schofield, and the one and only Jeff Hartman on that show. Um, as always, uh, all of the shows on the Steeler, the Behind the Steel Curtain platform of uh, shows, we have uh, we have great shows. Yeah, I said it. Is uh, Lance Williams does that? Lance and uh, Jeff. They team up on the standard. Jeff has uh, the burning question. Um, you could join Tony and myself on the hangover and, of course, the preview with Dave, myself, and Jeff. Um, all kinds of breaking news, not just on the podcast, but all the time on Behind the Steel Curtain. This time of year, this is our wheelhouse. This is what we get excited to. If it's Steelers news, you're going to see it, and you're going to see it first on Behind the Steel Curtain. So check it out. For Dave Schofield. For Tony Defio, for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. My name is Brian Anthony Davis, and you, my friend, have just been hungover. Good night.